Welcome to Small Bites, the weekly equity podcast for busy people, where you'll get strategies in five minutes at 5 a.m. to help you become a more culturally literate, responsive, and culturally responsible educator. Join me throughout the week at Hedrick or at Hedrick Nichols on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. See you Mondays at 5 a.m. Hello and welcome back to Small Bites. This is Hedrick Nichols and I'm so glad that you keep coming back each week to listen, to learn, and to take those things that you learn back to your classes and campuses. If you missed part one of my interview with Kevin Lightman, please go back and listen to part one before you engage here. And now, Dr. Kevin Lightman, educator, consultant, burnout researcher, author, will tell us a little bit more about how to better support teachers in the classroom and hopefully retain them for the good of all of our campuses. Right, so a lot of times it's about school leaders leading with empathy and modeling resilience and making that the priority in school culture over maybe something like results or test data. Okay, we're not gonna focus on that. So, so, so if I'm hearing you correctly, a whole lot of less gotcha moments. Yes. And a lot of I got you moments. So instead of gotcha moments, it's, yep, <laughs> it's I got you moments. All right. We can work together through this. Uh, I've seen, I, I've worked with terrible school leaders, but I have seen great school leaders too. All right. And I've seen great school leaders pull in a teacher who's crying, give them a hug, Let's sit down, let's work through this. What are the stressors? What brought you to this moment? And those authentic pieces of dialogue mean the world to a teacher who's burning out. Because yeah, we're resilient. We're in a tough profession and education will never be easy. But when everything is a gotcha moment, then we can't let that guard down to start to cope with what we're dealing with, which is gonna lead into my third one. But that's really, where school leaders can make an impact. Instead of gotcha moments, I got you moments. Mm. <laughs> that gives you the warm and fuzzies. All right, what you got? What's number three? Wow. <laughs> yeah, we gotta, I wish I would've ended with the warm fuzzies, but uh, I gotta talk about something that's a little taboo. So the third one is going to be positive coping mechanisms. And the thing that we don't talk about in education is there are a lot of teachers whose response to stress and trauma and things that are just emotionally difficult. And you know the emotional labor that we have to put in as educators. It's it's unreal. There are a lot of people that fall into negative coping mechanisms. It can be something simple like overeating, uh, binge watching Netflix, not being active, things like that. But they can be much more severe. Alcoholism, drug abuse, Things that aren't just harming their career, but harming their life and putting them in danger. And there is drug abuse in the profession. I mean, it, it happens, we don't talk about it. And if you're uh, a school leader that's kind of hands off, you might not notice anything Monday through Friday that they're going through on the weekends. So putting in a priority for teachers to have positive responses to stress, right? positive spaces to go to, uh, positive resources that are going to help them actually cope with the stress and trauma that they're dealing with as educators is vital right now. It's gotta be a priority. Uh, A lot of times there are resources right on campus and teachers don't know they're there or don't know how to access them. 
And so since they can't execute that positive coping mechanism, they go to the negatives, which usually feel good in the moment, helps them recover from the instant situation or helps them forget about the trauma. But we're coming off of a pandemic. We're coming into some of the hardest years of teaching that we've ever seen because we have students who have been out of the classroom, now they're back in. We have probably the most politicized environment that we've ever been in as educators. So the stressors are there and they're nonstop. If we aren't thinking about that positive response and that positive coping, many more teachers will fall into that negative coping category. And you won't just lose them to burnout, you're going to lose them to things like addictions. And we don't want that for educators. I don't think any school leader legitimately wants their teachers unhealthy and unsafe. So that's why it needs to be a priority. Figure out what resources you can bring in, figure out what resources are already there, and then your job as the leader, make it accessible. Make it easy for them to access, give them that time and space to do it. And hey, if you gotta go watch a class so that one of your teachers can talk to a therapist or a counselor, okay, you gotta get in that classroom because having them push through it might be the thing that pushes them out. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's one of the things that I talked about on last week's Small Bites was, you know, you you, you give us the yoga classes, you give us the early, uh, early once, once a month, we can go home early, or you give us the, the extra therapy hours, but you don't give us the time to take advantage of any of those things. You know, we are cover. We don't even have planning periods because we're covering from mm-hmm. one place to another. Um, I know the last couple of years in my teaching, um, I did not, I could probably count how many planning periods I actually got. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so there's, you know, at the end of the day, then you have to change. I have to, have to switch hats and put on my mommy hat. So there wasn't mm-hmm. any time to practice self-care. So we've got to make it accessible. And that means that we've got to see where we can take some things off everyone's plate. All right. I'm going to do a recap. One was build them up, self-efficacy, watch for the strengths, and then build your teachers up to counteract all the negative messages. Did I get that one right? Yes, ma'am. All right. Number two was to make sure, because I'm going to end on the warm fuzzy. Number two (laughs) was to make sure that you have positive self-care resources and mental health care resources available. And then make sure the teachers have time, even if you got to go watch a class. Yep. Prioritize it. Mm -hmm. That's for real prioritizing, not just on paper. Yep. (laughs) And the final one, which I absolutely love is fewer gotcha moments and way more I got you moments. Yeah. (laughs) I love ending on the warm fuzzies. You did that well. (laughs) All right. I love it. Thank you so much. You're coming to us from California. I love it out there doing wonderful work with all the charter schools in in the state, right? Yeah, it's it's incredible. A lot of people out here passionate about their teachers and they want to protect them. They don't know how. And this is what I'm hammering to them. Those three things. You got to get back to your schools. Make it a real priority. It's got to actually happen. It can't just be an initiative. Yay, not just an initiative. That's, that is the perfect ending. All right, Kevin, tell me, how can we find you? Where can we find you? Oh, please, uh, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Kevin Lightman. I know my last name's a bear to spell, but, but if you find me, you win the prize. Uh, I'm also on TikTok, at TLC Educates. 
All right. I will be posting all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate it. Kiss Thank those you, my friend. When we get back home and we'll see you next week on Small Bites. Sounds great. Thank you. Have you learned a lot so far? If you'd like to learn more or to have Kevin come out to your school, TLC Educates, as well as his personal information, will be in the show notes. This has been Hedrick Nichols for Small Bites. Like, subscribe, follow, leave a great review, and check the show notes and hedrick.com for more resources. See you next week on Small Bites.